Rowan, with each step up these damned stairs, you feel lighter. You're almost there. Freedom. You can feel it in your bones. Though that hope drains quickly when you see three heavily armed guards and gas masks with carbines standing in your way. Well, shit, here's the boss fight. I knew I should have kept a few healing potions back for this one, damn it. <sighs> Taking a deep breath, I size them up quickly. The one in the front is the biggest and carries himself like he knows what he's doing. That'll be the one to eliminate first. Nodding sharply to myself, I gather up what little strength I have left and dash forward. The large one in front parries your initial blows. His weapon is secured behind him. The other two seem to just be standing there, while the big one blocks each blow with near ease. Maybe it's because he isn't as tired as you are. He's had some training. Some damn good training, I can tell. God damn it, why did I have to encounter him here, now? I can feel panic clawing at my mind, trying to send me into a frenzy. I push it down, focusing on my breathing and my training as I throw everything I have at him. Hell, I even throw in some of the things Ortega taught me about McMaps. He seems to mirror your McMaps attacks, but never throwing an attacking blow. He is able to get double overhooks on you, pinning your body against his as you run out of gas. Samantha! And I jolt hearing my name and then just like stop and look up into the face of the person who's hanging on to me you recognize his eyes it's rooster sleigh bells ring are you listening in the lane snow is glistening that plays in the background as Rooster, Elena, and family are gathered in Jenna's living room to watch the best Christmas movie ever made, Die Hard. As Bruce Willis enters the air vents, Rooster, your phone buzzes. It is marked potential spam. Well, only one thing to do with that, and I send it to voicemail. The phone rings again, and again, you ignore it. It's a Sacramento number with the area code 916. It actually does get my attention for some reason. Most spam callers don't call back immediately, and something about Sacramento this soon after getting back from Idaho is weird. I pick it up. Um, Rowan needs help. Do you understand? She said you would. Rowan needs help. I scooch Elena off my lap and stand up a little too fast. Hold on, I say. I lock myself in the bathroom, ignoring Jenna's complaints in the background, and pick up the phone again. My voice is serious and ice cold. What happened? Tell me everything. Some guys in black tech gear rolled in and took her. They had a black bag over her head and carried her out. They tossed her in the back seat of a black SUV. Can you help? Are you the right guy? She needs help. Jonathan rattles without taking a breath. How did they subdue her? Was she alive? I don't fucking know! They dragged her out by her arm! She wasn't moving! There were a bunch of loud booms that shook the whole goddamn house! Were there flashes? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Does that matter? Can, can you help? Are you the person, damn it? I wince inwardly. Whoever this was, the assholes used flashbangs against glasses. Who keeps her house dark so she doesn't have to wear the pink lenses inside? Fucking hell. Yes, I say. I'm the one who's going to help. Calm down. I need information. 
Is anyone still there, or did they all leave? They're all gone. I haven't called the cops yet. I know her dad is a sheriff or something. Shit, she's FBI. Should I call the FBI? I know she said that you were the one to call first. What should we do? My mind races in the half second it takes before I answer. Someone took glasses. Someone knew where she lived and how to attack her. They used flashbangs. Whoever these fuckers are, they knew how to hurt her the worst possible way without leaving lasting damage. In that half second of furious panic, I think. I breathe, I formulate a plan, and I make sure my voice is fucking calm before I speak. Do nothing. Close your blinds and lock your door. They won't come back tonight, but don't do anything to draw attention. Don't answer the phone. Don't open the door until I call you from this number when I get there. ETA three hours. I look at my watch. It's 2200 already. Gonna be a late night. I open the bathroom door and announce, I have to go. Jenna is standing in the foyer with her arms folded in front of her with the look of disdain on her face. Business at 10 p.m. on December 23rd? Whatever. You always do this shit. Shut up, Jenna. There's no time for your passive-aggressive guilt trips. This is literal life and death. So go do something useful for once and make coffee. Jenna closes her mouth, and the anger and hatred radiating from her vibrates loud enough to give you tinnitus. Elena rushes to your side, Rooster. What's wrong? What's going on? I'm already heading to the kitchen to start coffee, since there's no way Jenna's going to do it. But for Elena, I pause. You know the team leader I told you about in that other job? Someone took her. Oh, shit. I can't... I, I mean, I can't, but... Look... I promise I will tell you everything as soon as I get back. Everything you want to know. But glasses is... I force myself to slow my breathing. I have to go. Elena pulls up her phone and opens a Lyft app. Go, get your ass in gear. She needs you. I'm good. Go, as she pushes you toward the door. God damn it, I love you. I say and kiss her. Hard. Then I pour what coffee's already in the carafe into the first cup I can find. Not a travel mug, but who fucking cares right now? And then I head for the car. Mike is standing next to the door. Hey, I'm sorry movie night didn't work out. Do you think you'll be here for Christmas for dinner? He smiles weakly. I would really love to make a snarky remark at the asshole that ran my folks out of business. To ask him what part of literal life or death he doesn't get. But the bank account where I keep my fucks is in overdraft. No! And I push through him. Merry Christmas! Calls out as you leave. I drive through the night. I put the windows down and chug coffee. Then I polish off the Red Bull from the glove box. I even drink the one that's been rattling around under the seat for two months. I don't put on music. I can't think of an appropriate song for this moment. I don't think I could even if I had enough leftover brain power to think about it. It's zero dark 30 when you pull up in front of Rowan's duplex. An F-350 sits out front and two men are talking on the front stairs. The older one is wearing an Almeida Sheriff's cap. He turns and watches you approach. I recognize the taller one as Glass's neighbor. He was the one who let me plant the rock stars in her fridge and wouldn't stop looking at my ass. The other one has the same cheekbones as Glass's. With the Sheriff cap? Has to be her dad. Not exactly the way I expected to meet her family. I told you to stay in the house and wait. 
I tell the neighbor. But it's your dad. I ignore him. Dick move, I know, but hey, it's me. I stick my hand out towards her dad. Call me Rooster. I'm the emergency contact for this kind of thing. Stephen Hodgson. He grips your hand firmly. This type of thing, huh? He's got a firm grip, and I don't bother with the young man hand-squeezing contest. Yeah, this kind of thing. Let's go with that. What do we know? Hold up there, hot dog. My daughter's been kidnapped or worse. I'm getting a little bit more from you. I hope you understand. Hodgson replies. My instincts wants me to shut down and go into operational security mode. But there's no time for a pissing contest, and there's no reason to do that with her dad. Besides, he's a sheriff and might even have info. I'm part of her team for the other job, I say. I'm the hitter. Whoever took your daughter knew how to hit her and used flashbangs and brute force. That's why I'm here. So can we skip the pissing contest and get her back now? Son, I can piss so many times a day due to an enlarged prostate. You will not win. But I'm confident with who you are. And they used three flashbangs. They breached both doors with rams. These guys, they were trained and prepared. I drop a few choice words I picked up in Kurdistan. Hudson walks up the stairs. Jonathan looks distressed. I'm really glad you came so quickly. She said you would know what to do and understand what's going on. What is going on? What's going on is someone took her. Now we figure out who it was and why they did it. Then we get her back. I say it matter-of-factly. I have no fucking clue how to do that. My job's to execute the plan and kill the people who did it. I don't do the research. But if I sound confident, maybe he'll believe it at least. Rooster, you find the front door has been kicked in. Rowan's keys and watch are in a copper bowl near the front door. I know that watch. It's a man's watch. And every time I've seen it on glasses, it looks way too big for her wrist. I don't think I've ever seen her without it either. In that three-piece suit or body armor. For some reason, that unnerves me more than the burns in the carpet from the flashbangs. More than the upturned table. The shattered TV. More than the utter destruction that used to be her home. That watch is a part of her. The fact that they took her without it? She'll feel as naked as she would without those pink lenses. And something tells me they probably knew that. Fuck. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. You could have fucking said something. <laughs> no, I couldn't. If I did, you would have kicked the shit out of me. God damn it. And I just like sag. Like his his hand on my shoulder is all that's keeping me upright. And I reach out blindly and grab for the front of his vest and just hold on, breathing hard. You came. You made it. I try to support her and realize that by putting my arms under her shoulders, I'm actually just giving her a hug and holding her to me in recognition that, yes, we got her. Yeah, and it's... I haven't had good physical contact in what seems like forever, and I feel his arms around me, and it makes me stiffen at first. Just, no, 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 no. 
and then oh this is rooster it's safe and it's like grab onto the back of his vest and hold on to him and I don't quite let myself start crying but there's that moment of where he can feel my breath go shuddery as I regain control River you are in the middle of Rory and Rooster you see a red dot appear on Rowan's back and you see in the darkness down the way it's coming from someone that is kneeling down further down the hall I'm going to yell down, and I'm going to let off a burst from my carbine. Go ahead and give me a firearms roll. You're using carbine, not shotgun? Yes, because they probably got armor. (laughs) I got a 17. Excellent. Armor piercing five. 11. So you let loose a burst, and there's a yell, and... The gun clatters and hits the floor. And Rowan lets go of Rooster, drops, hits the floor, rolls, and is moving already in that direction. She is in full combat awareness at the moment and just already ready to engage. This crazy chick just ran back into combat. And as soon as she ran, Rooster drops to one knee with his carbine out and yells, Glasses down! She jinks to one side but doesn't go down. He takes the shot. Okay. Two. Okay, go ahead and roll for lethality. 87. So you put three bullets into him. Rowan, you come to him and he's leaning outside of a conference room or an interrogation room that seems like what you've been in before. And he is no longer alive, but reflexively you give him a swift kick. Yeah, just a, the quick Quinn special. And then I'm actually up and scanning, pulling my glasses off quickly to look down the dark hallways and see if there's anyone else, if there aren't any other doors that I need to be aware of, anything else that's going on. This place is set up like a grid, but it is still kind of labyrinthine. There are doors every 40 feet or so. Okay. I'm going to bend down, pick up the man's carbine and quickly check it and then come back to my team with a barrel pointed down at the ground. And as I come out of the shadows into the red light, I think this might be the first time that they've gotten a good view of her. She is not looking. She does not look like the way you remember her the last time. Her hair's longer, shaggier. She's lost a good 40 pounds, something like that. She's wearing a gray jumpsuit that is covered in blood. Might have been gray at one point. And she looks exhausted and done in and just unhealthy as all fuck. We're always going to rush up past Rooster and River, just kind of give her a once over. Are you okay? Are you hurt anywhere? I'm exhausted and I haven't eaten properly in... Rory, what day is it? It's April 20th. April? April? It's It's been months. Okay. I want to do a first aid roll just to see if there's anything I can fix right now and then do a thorough check of her once we're back to safety. Okay, go ahead and give me a first aid roll. 82, which is not a success. So with an 82, you really can't tell right now. Everything, there's a franticness to it, and she's also not really letting you get a good look. She's not staying still at least at this point. All right, um, I'll have to wait till we get back. I can't really tell anything with this lighting, and we're not really safe here. Let's, maybe let's get moving. 
Alright, we came down one floor. We got one up, and then we take the freight elevator. Let's go. We're not leaving yet. We got, um... We've got an entire secret fucking base on alert right now. We yes. just got in here. We have an entire secret base that went to a great deal of effort to capture me, that knows where I live, that knows about all of you, that knows about Quinn, that knows about our activities pretty much since Shaver Lake. <sighs> We're not leaving until we know who the fuck these people are and preferably have neutralized them. I look around, I look at River and Rory. She's got a point. I look back at Rowan, and I'm sure I'm not even going to try to make a human roll because at this point I can see the fire in her eyes. She is exhausted. Like, you can see in every line of her body, whatever happened wherever she was before, she has been wrung through the ringer. But she is standing as straight as she can, hanging onto the carbine and looking right back at you, her glasses off, and her eyes just sunk into her head, exhausted, purple bags under her eyes, but very determined. Well, looks like you don't need the Glock I brought you. Take this, though. And I reach into a pocket and pull out the wristwatch I have never seen her without until today. And her eyes go wide for a second as she looks at it and just... I set it for local time. Thank you. And I'll reach out and grab it, strap it onto my wrist, and then look up at him. I still like that Glock. I'm more comfortable with pistols. So we're going to try to take out a whole base full of bad guys. Downstairs is relatively clear, at least between the room that I was being held in and the stairs. Mind the blood. It's a little slippery. Well, we've come this far, but I've got a bad feeling about this. That's my line, but fine. I don't like this, but let's go. Here's the Glock. Use the carbine. We ran into guys with armor. Got it. And I'll take the, the Glock. Is it on a belt or anything? The, no, I'm like, I wouldn't have brought it. Yeah. No, I'm just gonna look at it and go, well, I guess I get to be you today, Rooster, and stick it into my pocket. You're never gonna let me live that down. Never. Not in a thousand years. Let's go. Rowan, why don't you take the lead? Rooster, you got the rear. I got second. All right, I'll take the rear. All right, where do we want to start? There's the floor that I was on, which is one floor down. You said you cleared the floor above? For the most part, we kind of had to speed it up once the explosion started. This place is a maze. Don't expect that we can clear everything. We can get flanked at any point. That's fair. We need to at least find some kind of server room, something where we can find what information they have. Just try to find out who these people are. I don't know who these people are. We need a prisoner. I doubt they would tell us the truth. They've been... Well, I'll tell you more later, but I wouldn't trust anything that comes out of their god's damned mouth. I'm gonna go to the guy that, that Rooster killed and search him for any kind of identification. He does have an ID badge. It has his picture on it, it has a barcode, and it has a letter on it and a lambda. And his name is... Jeff Locke. All right, well, I'm just going to pocket that. All right. Let's go find something and then get the fuck out of here. I saw some of what was down on the lower floor. There is an exercise room, at least one other interrogation room, probably a kitchen of some variety. And the room that I was being held in. Have we gotten a sense of how big each floor is? 
Like, would there be a ton more space down there? There, It's going to be quite large downstairs. I don't think this is going to be a quick... I don't think this is going to be quick, but I think this is going to be necessary. I think we start from the bottom and work our way up. Then let's... All right. Stealthy way it is. We try and stay out of sight. What happens when we run into someone? We Do kill we them. Ask? I don't ask the rest of the question. I heard the answer. More to the point, follow my lead. If it's someone that I recognize, I want. I, I have questions. Yes, There's ma'am. at least one person that I haven't seen. Because, frankly, I don't trust anything that comes out of these people's mouths. I want to find the written records. All right, but let's get moving. I don't like standing around. Lead on, Macduff. It's, it's lay on, but... Right, this way. Uh, the stairs are this way. You get to the stairs, and River's heart drops just a tiny little bit. These stairs look awfully familiar, at least for a few moments. But these are much more stable. So, who has the lowest stealth roll? I have 30. I have the base of 10. Why do I bother having a good stealth score? River, what's yours? Mine is 34, because I got to improve it once. Excellent. Rowan, go ahead and roll me a stealth roll. Hot seven. Good! At least it wasn't a 99. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's God. what I was waiting for. That would have the stairs rip out from under us. Oh, God, yes, it would. Only to revisit that shit later on, because yes, callbacks I was waiting fun. for her to, like, I was waiting for her to slip and go on blood and go, like, tumbling and horrible. You're able to creep down and make very little noise. You make it down to the third level. When I say that there is blood and bodies everywhere... There is blood and bodies everywhere. There is more blood on the floor than there was in Mustang in the Abril house. Ahead of you, there is a long hallway with doors on each side, and it looks as though that the bodies have been pushed to the side as there is a clear path into the lower level. I would like everybody that has not been accustomed or acclimated to violence, go ahead and give me a sanity roll. That does include Rowan. I literally did this. <laughs> right, but now you realize you literally did this. <sighs> 17 out of 57. 60 out of 60. Okay. Uh, 69 out of 59. Ooh. Nice. River, go ahead and give me roll me a 1d4, please. 4. Okay. Do you wish to um, pass this on to anyone? Or do you want to absorb the sanity loss? That's a lot. I'm going to push it off to Javier. And that's a one. And that's two checks for violence. Meanwhile, I've done worse. I'm fine with this. I imagine Rooster looking at the situation and then giving like a little professional nod of approval. He's actually going to nudge her a little bit with his elbow and point at the ceiling and say, you missed a spot. And I'll look back at him and be like, well, it wasn't for lack of trying. Did... Did a squad of marines assault this place? No, that was me. You count them and there are 22 dead bodies. Why the hell are we even here? Because I wouldn't have gotten the opening without that explosion. We're what we call in professional circles, the decoy. Let's go. Yeah, I'm picking my way carefully across all of the blood and the bodies, trying not to slip and fall, but looking into each room. 
So the first couple rooms that you encounter are storage rooms. You see that there are folding chairs, folding beds, cots. There are boxes of different types of toiletries and uh, a box of granola. There's food, all different types of food, like the prepper style buckets of food. You come across a living quarters. It looks like it's a cell, similar to the one that you've been in, but much smaller. And no one is inside. What the fuck is this place? A summer camp or something? Or something. I guess they were telling the truth. My room was bigger. My cell was bigger. Yeah, let's talk about the luxuries later. Move. Going. The next room that you come across is a conference-style room with a large oblong wooden table. And it looks like it has a speakerphone in the middle and a large projector and a screen at the end. The chairs aren't particularly comfortable, but they are an office-style chair. Do I see a computer or anything, or just a projector with cables waiting for a laptop? There is a laptop there that is closed. I'm going to make my way over to that. I take point in the door, watching our backs. What are you looking to obtain? What is your intent, Rowan? Right now, I just want to try to get it open and see if it's password protected. It is password protected. Okay. Trevor, do you still have that ID? Maybe there's something with that we can use. I'll pull it out and... I don't know, unless there's something with this uh, barcode. Let me see. Give me a computer science roll. Who? Uh, River. Yeah, I don't think I have that. Do you want to pass that over to me? Because I do have computer science. Yeah, I'd like to do that. Am I making the roll? Yes. Okay. I don't make rolls until the GM tells me it's okay. I appreciate that. Cool, 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 cool. 30 out of 50. You bring the badge near it, and you see that the login actually changes, and another user pops up, and a password pops up as well. A PIN. They've got two-factor authentication. I'm going to look at it, and then I'm going to flip the laptop up to see if someone was dumb enough to write it on a sticky note on the bottom. No. It's worth a shot. That guy didn't have a phone or anything, did he? No. Because that's how my two-factor authentication works. As a matter of fact, all of your phone, you have no service down here. If we're not getting anything off this laptop, are we stowing it to look at later? We're taking it. And I'm going to, like, pull the wires off of it, close it, and look around for, like, a bag or something that I can turn into a bag to sling over my shoulder. I'm sure we have tactical backpacks because I would have expected gear to be taking intel or carrying extra stuff. We wouldn't have known what the situation with Rowan was. So stuffing it into one one of the tactical bags works out quite well. Stick it in there, zip it back up. We can look at that later. And I'll actually take a second to look at the badge to see if anything about it triggers a memory or something. You've seen this generic-looking guard before, but they never really carried on a conversation with you. None of them ever have carried on a conversation with you, other than time to go. I'll look at it and be like, they all look like they were grown in a factory or something, and stick the badge in my pocket. Take a quick glance over my shoulder at her. How serious are you about that? I have no idea. I know that they all look very similar, but I don't know how much of that is four months of gaslighting. All right, where to? Further down the hall. You head out down the hall. Basically, you stack up and move quietly. You do not encounter anyone as you get to the next set of rooms. The door opens up and you see it's an interrogation room bathed in red light. You see someone is seated at the table 
and hunched over. This is not the interrogation room that you're in. Oh, is it not? It is not. And it is not the G-man that's huddled at the table. It looks as though that it's a person with long, scraggly, strawberry, blondish hair, a little bit past the shoulders in a gray jumpsuit, head down on the table. Sound familiar? Sounds very familiar. I look at Rowan. And I'm going to, like, look at Rooster. Hey. I call into the room. There's no response. You think you see something in the beyond the mirror move, like a shadow. I'm going to look at the person who's sitting hunched over and then raise the carbine and shoot out the mirror. Give me a sanity check first. Yeah. 55 out of 60. Oh, lovely. Good stuff. It does take you back a bit, but you're able to hold on to your shit as you're looking at your face. More sunken in, there are no eyes. It looks as though the eyes have been desiccated and have dried away long ago. Just look at her and say quietly, we're going to deal with this, Samantha. And then raise the carbine and shoot out the mirror. The mirror shatters and there is darkness on the other side. You see lash out from the darkness, a purple and black tentacle and then disappears into the darkness as you hear clicking people are going to fire into that room go ahead and and shoot yes yeah 11 30 out of 52 lot six all right excellent i want everybody to roll your lethality rory is actually looking back at the hallway there's gunfire going off in the room now 90 19 76 Okay, so 15, 19, and what did you get, Rowan? Uh, 19. 19, so uh, 10. At the gunshot, I'll turn around and see what's going on. They all let loose a burst fire into that room. What's going on? Watch our backs, and I'm going to advance towards the mirror. Gun up. It's a large mirror. It's now a large hole in the wall, and you see that there is darkness beyond in that room. There are no emergency lights. Is there no light from the room we're in that's coming in that I should be able to see something? It seems to, when it reaches the window, it doesn't seem to to go past. The room itself, you can see into the room that it's dark, but it doesn't light up the rest of the room. Are you going to breach into the, the room through the mirror? No. Holding the carbine up with my dominant hand, my other hand I'm going to reach down, pull a chemical light out, crack, shake, toss it into the dark room. It's illuminated just a little bit, and beyond, you see a claw on the edge of a tentacle reach down and take the chemical light and seem to swallow it into the claw. Shoot it again. Backing away this time as I'm shooting. Yeah, if I saw that, I'll also shoot again. All right. Second, thirded. All right. 37 out of 45. 88 out of 93. Hot three out of 52. So everybody has hit. So go ahead and give me a lethality roll. 85. 61. And 81. As you shoot, it makes this thud noise, almost as though that a couch is being hit over and over again, almost as though it's hitting padding. Beyond, you start to see tiny bright white lights. It illuminates in the darkness a very tall, 
nine feet tall thing that's triangular in shape with a bunch of tentacles off of it. And then it's getting smaller and smaller as the lights get brighter and brighter. It gets so bright for Rowan much quicker than everyone else. If the thing isn't moving towards us, I'm continuing to sort of back away from it, shooting repeatedly. As you do, you hear a pop noise. The lights disappear. I think at the light disappearing, I'm going to turn around and... It's dark in there again. Everyone out. Now. What about that person? River, you you look. What about that person? And it's Rowan. Go ahead and give me a sanity roll. Yeah, I had to look. 49 out of 56. Cool. So you only suffer one point. I'm still in the room, and I'm actually going to, like, crouch down next to myself and reach out and, like, gently touch the, the jugular trying to find a pulse. The skin is very dry. There is no pulse. It's almost as though that they have been wasted away and dead for some time. Everyone out, now! And as soon as I know everybody's out behind me, I am throwing a grenade through the broken mirror, backing out, shutting the door behind me and holding it closed. Okay, so that's assuming people leave the room. Well, I'm leaving the room. Looking at Rowan. Rowan would probably be the first one out back into the hallway, keeping guard. Rowan definitely hesitates because, I mean, this is her. This is her sitting in this fucking chair, but also there's no pulse. So she's just like, focus. I grab Rowan and And, and start pulling. And she does, she resists for a second. You can feel for a second just, she could slip your grip if she really wanted to quite easily. But after a second, she relaxes enough to let you pull her out. And as soon as they're out, I throw that grenade, close the door, get against the wall instead of the door, and yell, fire in the hole! Because I've always wanted to do that. Moments later, there's an explosion, and the door is strong enough that it holds. It does shake a bit. That was me, and I don't know... I don't have time to think about this. There's no intel there. Go. The door across the way opens up, and you see that there is a guy dressed in a nondescript generic uniform, and he's holding a bowl of food, and his eyes are wide. Is this someone that I've seen before? Yes. I point my carbine at him, and your hands on your head. He drops the bowl, and it splatters. And I'm just like, step forward a little bit and be like, you're in a bad situation, friend. Uh, yes. Yeah? You recognize that? Yes. Good. Want to answer a few questions? To the best of my knowledge. Fair enough. Human. I'll also human that because I do not trust any of these fuckers. <laughs> yes, both of you can go ahead and roll your human. If anybody wants to roll their human, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'll go for it. Yeah, that's a 55 out of 14. Mine is a 37 out of 60. I got 35 out of 54. That's a fail. Awesome. Rusha, go ahead and make a firearms roll. Uh, 58. You notice he was going to reach for something behind his back as though he moved, and you released firearm into him. He made a very suspicious move. All right. 31 on lethality. He drops to the ground and screams. He was going for weapon. He'll live. 
I'm going to bite back everything that I'm thinking right now because I have enough control to do that and walk over and shove this guy over with my foot. I'm down on the ground, zip-tying his hands behind his back. Okay. Rowan, do you want me to take a look at the wound or... (sighs) Just make sure he won't die, please. I'll do a quick first aid roll. Go ahead. Is that okay? Yes, please go ahead. 75, which is a success. All right, excellent. He does not die now. Um, he's going to require some serious aid later on, but he is, he's holding on right now. Uh, I said I would answer. And then he stops. Finish that sentence. And he's just looking at you. I will answer to the best of my knowledge. So with my successful human previously, do I believe him? He's extremely hard to read. You do feel that he is sincere. What is this organization? Chroniclers. And what is the purpose of Chroniclers? To chronicle all aspects of time. So you are an extra-human entity? No. I'm from Nebraska. Are the people that you work for human? I'm from Nebraska. What year were you born? 1645. August 6th. So you are plucked out of time? I am not here. Where are you? In the library. Where is the library? Not here. Where is the library? I poke him in his wound. Rory winces a little bit. He does not react. Is the library on Earth? His eyes then twitch a little bit. I'm coming home. And then you see his face get really, really sallow. It becomes gray, his cheeks sink in, his teeth fall out, his eyes disappear. His hair grows very long, a beard pops up. This is gonna require a sanity check on natural. Yeah. Fail. 15 out of 60. I got 26. So we're watching that dude from the end of The Last Crusade get old really fast? Yes. Yeah, 78 of 50. Yeah, this is a bit fucking disturbing. This is going to be a 1d6. It's going to be a 1 for everybody that made it. I lost 3. Uh-huh. I only have 2 with Jenna right now, so apparently I'm hurting my relationship with old people, my parents. 2. So I lose 1 sanity and push two off. I got a one on my d6 roll. Okay. So then you do get, you do take one. Unless you wish to pass it off on anybody else. I will, I'll take it. Yeah, I'm taking the one hit on mine. Do we also gain a point of unnatural? Yes. Rory, the bullet pushes out of the wound and it's a musket ball. Wow. And then another one comes out and it's a musket ball. And then you see a bullet you know, a 5.56 bullet come out, and as you watch it, it turns into a small ball of lead that has been crushed, like a musket ball. I want to grab the musket balls. Just more Doctor Who shit. I was gonna say Last Crusade, watching the dude get old super creepy fast, but, um... I was thinking more the time travel. That explains why it didn't... It didn't feel like four months. Even with... The fuckery that they were doing with the lights and the sounds, that it, it, it didn't feel like four months. Time is different here. 
What is this, like, some kind of Loki VTA shit? Probably. I don't know. I don't have enough... I don't have enough information to theorize. Okay, let's get the information and get the fuck out of here. Chroniclers. Got it. All right, let's go. Where to? Further down. You get to another room. Inside, it's identical. Red light, a female body with strawberry hair leaning against a table. How many copies of me are there? (laughs) There is a door beyond to the mirrored room here. I'm going to look at them and say, the answers aren't going to be out here. And I'm going to take my glasses off and stick them in my pocket. I'll reach and get a couple chemical lights ready, shake them up, ready to toss in immediately. There is a badge, electric lock. I reach out my hand to Rooster, say, you shoot, I throw. Give them to him, and I'll stack up next to the door, ready to go. Who's opening the door? Probably River, if he's going to throw. Okay. And I'm standing guard at the door again. I'm going to, like, stand out of the way and open the door and toss the lights in, but, but hold the door open. You use the badge from Jeff Locke. It beeps and you're able to open the door. You toss in the lights and you see that there is a pretty wide hallway back here. There are a couple desks and some chairs. And it looks as though that there are some steno pads. And it looks as though that the hallway goes a good distance to your right and to your left. If you go to the right, that would be where the other one was. But you don't see any damage from the grenade. Do I have any sense of direction for which way my interrogation room was? It would be to the left. I'll point that way and say, the one that I was in was down there. So the other way? I think we go the way that I was in. Because right is where we found the the husks so far. Yes. Let's go. I'm going to grab the steno pads real quick and do a quick look around for anything else. Yeah, is there any recording equipment? No. One of the steno pads actually has writing on it. You don't know what type of language this is in. The letters don't seem right. It seems almost like a hieroglyph or a cuneiform. I'm going to stow them in Rory's backpack. All right, so you stuff them into Rory's backpack. I want to lead the way down toward the interrogation room that I was in. I'm going to follow right on her heels in a way that I can shoot ahead of her as I have been the whole time. You go down a little bit and you look to your left and you see that there is another room. And in this room, Rowan is not sitting in it. You see that there is a person hanging upside down by their ankles right next to the door. They're dressed in a fine black suit. It is not someone that you've seen before. That's probably one of the G-men. The disturbing thing is, is the top of their head has been removed. This might be a timeline where, or a variant, where I escaped but didn't kill. He looks kind of dead to me. I didn't do that. I don't have the ability to do that. What's holding his ankles? You're not sure. But if I had to guess, this is... All of these are... They're all me. But there was a moment where things diverged, and I think it was when you guys came in. And what, we fractured the timeline? Sure. Were they about to pluck your eyes out? That wasn't plucked out on the others. They were like the person who died in that hallway. All of the life just sucked out of them. They dried up. 
They turn into mummies, sort of. Okay, so can we look for something that... Do we have enough information yet? Not even close. I knew you'd say that. Let's keep looking then. Is there enough information in the world to explain all this? Probably not, but we're going to get as much as we can from this place. Come on. And I'll shift down toward the next room. And you find the familiar room. And you see that there is blood leaving, dragged out of the room. But your room is empty. Someone is missing. Does it look like someone came in and dragged him out? Or that he dragged himself, like, crawling out? Give me a forensic roll. Or do you ask this out loud and River's like, let me look. Actually, I'm pretty good at that. And just for my clarification, we're looking in through the mirrors from this side? Correct. Okay. Uh, 21 out of 30. Ooh. It looks as though that he crawled out. Huh. Looks like I wasn't quite as good with the first one as I was with all of the others. He's still alive. Or at least he was when he left. What'd you do to him? Stabbed him in the neck. With what? Broken glass. A broken mirror. Here you see that there is a steno pad and there is also someone's badge and a wallet and a black timepiece. A black on black timepiece. What's the badge say? The badge does not have a name on it. It's just a a white card badge, like a security badge. Does it have a logo or anything on it at all? No, it's just a piece of plastic that has some kind of chip inside. And the wallet? You open up the wallet. It's Samantha's wallet. Samantha Hodgson. I look at it. Look at her. That's not fair. Your driver's license is supposed to be shit picture. It helps when you know people in the in the department. Give. Hand it to her. And I'll take my wallet and stick it into like a cargo thigh pocket that, that clips over so I don't run the risk of losing it. Well, maybe I'll actually be able to get onto a plane out of here. Oh, we've got that taken care of. Oh, good. Thank Assume you. Assuming we get out of here. Yeah, speaking of that, can we move, especially since we know one survived? Someone is holding a, a chemical light, yes? Is there no emergency lights? No, there are no emergency lights back here. If there wasn't lights, I'm assuming someone would have lit one. Then yeah, I'll, I'll hold a chemical light. On the wall, painted in some some fashion, it's kind of maybe brownish. It says Aya Dagan Aya. And the G, there's an actual I drawn in the middle of the G. Oh, it's our old friends again. Sherlock, go back to the... Look at the last one. Did, did the last mirror have anything written on it like this so it's on the wall behind the mirror so river do you want to go back and check the wall or let's just keep moving and see if the other ones what if what if that's this timeline is the fish fuckers and there was another timeline with something else and that's labeling what this one is with something tied to the Miko or some other extra dimensional thing who knows let's keep moving and look for it shouldn't we look for that guy Look at that blood trail. It goes out into the hallway. I'd kind of like to. I don't think we have time. Make the call. A living person is more likely to have answers than empty rooms. I'm going to look down the hall that we're in. Can I make out the outlines of more windows? Yes, there's three more. There's three more this direction. We check them quickly and then we go look for him. If he's stabbed in the neck, he's not going to be going far or fast. Let's go. The next one is dark and empty. It just has a, two chairs in here. The second one has emergency lights on. 
there is uh, not a person in this room. The third one, there is a blonde male pacing back and forth, bangs on the door, and then turns and looks. He looks awfully familiar. He looks as though that he's quite sickly and narrowed down, but his face is awfully familiar. Is he in a jumpsuit as well? Yes, he's also in a jumpsuit. And was there anything written on the walls? Yes. Written on the wall behind here, it says blind. Is he familiar to all of us? No. He's familiar to River, as well as Rooster and Rowan. It's Jonathan Powell. Okay. Uh, is there a door leading into that uh, interrogation room? No, there's a door that leads into a hallway. Kind of similar to how yours was not, you do not have a door in your room. We should probably get him out. Uh, n- no. Uh, I was going to yes. say the exact opposite. We should have put a bullet in him back in Yuma. Friend of yours? We ran into him in Mustang. I see. Do you think he would have any more answers than we do now? Since we have no answers now, I think I'm going to go with this. Then I say we get him. But if he's blind, he's going to slow us down if we take him with us. I'm blind in light. That's why you have glasses. But let's go talk to the limey fucker. Was there writing on the wall in any of the previous two chambers that we passed? No. Okay. So this is the first instance of... And this is the first one that doesn't have a Samantha in it. This is a, this is, has someone entirely different. So, yeah, I'm going to come back around and try and find a door that leads out into the hallway area. You have to beep yourself out with a badge. We have a couple of them now. So you get into the hallway and you see that the blood came past here and you recognize that it's heading toward your old room, your old cell. Yes. I'm going to look at the others. He can wait for a moment. Let's follow that. And I don't even wait for an answer. I just go. You follow the blood and you find the door to your room slightly ajar. I'll push it open very carefully. And I'm right behind her, checking the corners as soon as it opens. The blood leads into the bathroom and the door is closed. It's hard for you to step back into here, back into this room. You get this strange feeling. And as soon as you breach the threshold, everyone begins to hear a song quietly at first, and then it grows. It sounds like the Aya Dagon Aya song. God fucking damn it. And Rowan just shudders, like that unconscious shudder. But close eyes, square shoulders, and blindly rush at that at the bathroom door. She knows exactly where it is, blindfolded if necessary. You hit the door and the door opens up. It wasn't latched completely. And you see the G-Man lying there, blood pouring into the shower. On the mirror that still remains, the word Lionel Wyatt is written. I'll glance at that note and then go to where he is in the shower. Is the shower running or is it... No, he's just leaning off and the blood's just pouring down into the shower. Is he alive? You gonna flip him over? Sure. You flip him over and he gasps just a little bit of breath. His eyes are black. As in he got punched? No, the actual pupils are black. They do not have any color in them. And it looks as though that his wound is festering because it looks like there's tiny black worms. You know this one or can I end him? Wait, 
Is that your name? After all this time, your name's Lionel? No. Who are you? Give my love to Claire. I don't know who Claire is. He kind of moves, and his hand weakly goes to his pocket of his trousers. Yeah, automatically hold a hand up to Rooster to be like, don't shoot. You will find him. Who? McSwain. Who is McSwain? I'm sorry. Give my love to Claire. And his mouth opens up, and you see inside his mouth tiny black worms beginning to eat away at his flesh and his teeth and his tongue. He gurgles a little bit, and the blood that's pouring out of him, he's lost way too much blood already. It turns to the color of tar. I am going to go for the pocket that he was reaching for and see what I find in there. A wallet. I'll pull it out. It's a nice bifold leather wallet. Does not have any cash. Has a couple credit cards. Um, has a driver's license. What is his name? I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislawski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Rory. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 3, Act 2 is an original scenario, Rescue, written by me, Dan Voshkevich, with help from the rest of the Redacted Reports cast. If you like our story, there are many ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Skelly Lichboy, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Sherrick Manning, and the entity some have called George. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week, because outside the bounds of reality lurk entities with names unpronounceable by the human tongue, creatures of hunger and rage that would like nothing more than to devour our insignificant universe. <laughs>